Okay, good morning, everybody that's tuned in today. This is uh, 89.9 Radio FM coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. My name is John Murtha, and we are very happy you tuned in this morning. I'm here with my good friend David Abu. David, hello. Good morning, John. Great to be here with you. And my son's here too today, yeah. Tristan. And Tristan, Tristan Abu. Tristan, good yeah. to have you. You're good home from back. college. Yeah, and, sir. Uh, what's the story on college? Is it supposed to open? In the fall, have you, you, know, heard? Have you heard? You know, anything? mine is some it aren't. Um, they're 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 being really careful with it. They're but really you guys careful. are. We are. That's good. Grove yeah. City is. You got to get rolling again. Yeah. Mm. So anyhow, yeah. So much is going on in the world today, and uh, we're just happy you tuned in. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're going to look. Uh, so much is going on in the world that you can see. We're going to look at the world you don't see today, yeah. sort of speak. <laughs> um, but we've been talking about. Yeah. Angelic beings in yeah. the past couple of weeks. We looked right. at uh, mm-hmm. angelic. And then we looked at demonic, and we looked at the kind of origins. Mm-hmm. And then we also said you can subdivide these in the angelic, their role that they play in the lives of unbelievers, the right. role they play in the lives of believers. Same thing, you can separate it with demonic realm. You know, the role that that influence it has in the role in with unbelievers, and the role with uh, influence in the life of believers, mm-hmm. which we'll expand a little bit more today. But I wanted to open up with this scripture in Deuteronomy 29, 29, where it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, and those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. That's kind of interesting because you're here with your son. You know, <laughs> yeah. These There are secret things that belong to the Lord and him alone okay. that he has not revealed. Right. But... There are things, many things actually, that he has revealed to us, and it's for our children. That is to say, the next generation. They're not secretive. They're open in the Word of God. And, of course, there's many things. We wouldn't know anything about God if he didn't reveal himself to right. us. And he reveals his character, his nature. He lets us know that man is made in his image. We're different mm-hmm. than the animal kingdom. He lets us know there's a beginning and an ending to this whole kind of universe that's going on here, that there's yeah. a heaven we don't see, there's a hell that we don't see. But also, he's revealed quite a bit about the spirit realm. Mm. Maybe not everything, but a lot of things. And that's what we're going to look at today and kind of expand on some of these topics mm-hmm. uh, that we looked at in the past couple of weeks. So, the Bible also says, my people are, are perishing for lack of knowledge. In yeah. other words, we shouldn't, as Christians, right. we should know this. It'll say even yeah. in Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. uh, chapter two, yeah. we are not ignorant of the devices or the strategy of the devil. In other mm-hmm. words, we should know, you know, what is his general tactics so we can be victorious. So I want to open this up, and I thought we would open with, okay, what is the influence of the demonic? in the life of a believer, mm. and what, what power do we have? We're going to see that we have so much more power because of who we are in Christ and how he's heavily resourced us. Okay. And um, Jesus will say at the end of the Gospel of, of Mark, he will say in, the, in kind of in the Great Commission um, where he'll say, I've given you power and authority, um, even to the effect that... Um, you can, in my name, you will cast out demons. Mm-hmm. This is verse 17 of chapter 16 of Gospel of Mark. And uh, in other words, they, they will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, by no means hurt you. Uh, the idea he's empowered us as believers to have power. It talks about one thing where he says, 
I given you the power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Right. And when he sends his disciples out at one time, they come back and they say to him, even the demons are subject uh, to your name. Mm -hmm. That's in, in Luke uh, chapter 10. It says, um, the seven, verse 17, I don't know if you guys are there, but it says in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, this is the 70, not the 12. This is the wider disciples that he had. They mm -hmm. went into all the villages and little cities up, up northern Italy. They return and they say, and look at what they say in verse 17. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Look at that. Even the demons are subject. Yeah. So they, they have this power they, that he's invested in them. Um, this is actually before his death, burial, yeah. resurrection, yeah. and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But of course, Jesus says, look what he says in the next verse. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look at that. Yeah. Shh. that now we're going to pick this up in Revelation yeah. chapter 12 where right. we see the great dragon. We're going to try to work that time frame. But I think the important thing is here that he was cast out. Yeah. And that believers have authority over this. That's what he's going to say in verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Notice that. To tread mm -hmm. upon something, that mean, it means you're over it. Yeah. You have authority over it. You, right. you trample it. Because once we come to receive Christ, we're seated in heavenly places. We, we live yeah. in, so to speak, an elevated existence, right. and the demonic is now under us. Mm. It, provided we stay close to the Lord, we're going to look at these kind of features. But serpents and scorpions are metaphors of the demonic. Sure. These are mm -hmm. things that are yeah. high. They're yeah. often in the dark. Mm -hmm. They're in the earth. They come out of the earth. Um, they can strike, of course. You know, both have stingers or poison. Mm -hmm. Right. I uh, know we, we had both of these things in the natural when I lived in Southeast Asia for many years, both scorpions yeah. and poisonous serpents, yeah. regular yeah. snakes, but also poisonous snakes. But here, this is we don't realize this in America or in a 21st century kind of high-tech mm -hmm. uh, world we live in, but this authority over the demonic is very appealing when you share the gospel with people in these countries like Asia, yeah. or Africa, yeah. or Indonesia, parts of South America, where they, they are really troubled by demonic spirits. You know, sure. They have nightmares, they have issues, yeah. and to realize in Christ, mm -hmm. whom, whom the sun sets free, has been is free indeed. So we're going to segue mm -hmm. onto this one, both Tristan and David, and mm -hmm. your ideas about how we are empowered and how mm -hmm. do we walk this out. Yeah. Your thoughts, guys. Right. Um, okay, so empowerment. So Ephesians 6, we talk, we touched on this last week, mm -hmm. talks about the, the six, I believe, the six key elements of actually putting on a defense mm -hmm. against um, forces of darkness, specifically right. the devil. Um and uh, Dad, do you have anything? Yeah, so basically this is where Paul uh, creates a powerful metaphor for how we can have, uh, for how our faith can help protect us from spiritual attack. Right, mm -hmm. Tristan? So if you want to go to Ephesians 6, John, should mm -hmm. we go through it? Yeah, I think one by one. I think to, to tee this up, yeah. this was probably written by Paul while he's in prison. Yeah, mm -hmm. you mentioned that. I just had, been, last yeah. year at this time, mm -hmm. I was in that very prison, if mm -hmm. it's that one. They, they're, mm -hmm. they're positive Paul was in that prison, but we don't know if it's the actual one he wrote this letter from. But what's significant is he there may have been a Roman soldier close by him, yeah. mm -hmm. and he actually sees 
this equipment yeah. uh, that is on this uh, right. particular soldier. And of course, he's going to use it. Huh. He's going to use this just like Jesus used scorpions mm. and serpents, which yeah. is very familiar mm-hmm. in right. that in Middle East at that time. Right. But he spiritualizes it. So too, Paul may be looking. At, he's very familiar with Roman soldiers, mm. you know. But th- he's now going to spiritualize the equipment. That's yeah. where we go from. This. That's, right. that's cool to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think uh, one of the things, John, uh, to, just to, to be clear, uh, if people ask, well, what is a spiritual attack? I mean, it could be anything from temptation to sin, whatever is, I guess, one of your weaknesses, whether it could be alcohol or drugs or pornography or um, whatever it is. Doubting your own faith is, is another angle. Um, or feeling like you're not good enough and that you're not worthy to receive God's word. Aren't those areas where we talk how we can classify spiritual attack? Because the enemy is trying to get us off the truth, right? Yeah, the scripture will say we have, Christians have three primary enemies or attack points. Mm -hmm. Number one is the world. This world is fallen. It'll say in 1 John chapter 5, the whole world lieth in darkness Mm -hmm. or under the control Mm -hmm. of it. So it's a... There's almost like a spiritual gravity yeah. that pulls us down. We don't naturally become more spiritual. Do you understand right. this? Right. Yeah. You haven't noticed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, a tendency yeah. to pull us down. Definitely. Mm-hmm. In physics, mm-hmm. things tend to go yeah. from order to disorder. Mm-hmm. They go from heat to right. cool. That's mm-hmm. But in the spiritual, it's similar. So you have the world, mm-hmm. and then you have the flesh. Yes. So we can't blame uh, it always on mm-hmm. the devil, right. although his, his influence is there, mm-hmm. don't get me yeah. wrong. It could sh- simply, let's say, with cigarettes. Yeah. Well, it may not be the devil as mm-hmm. much as me crucifying my flesh yeah. and saying, I can't, I don't want to do right. that nicotine right. anymore. It's I'm a temple right. of the Holy Spirit. God has empowered yes. me. So it could be, though, don't get uh-huh. me wrong. Sure, but, sure, sure. But then there's the demonic... And we're going to see he really operates in the area of the mind yeah. and the imagination. Between the ears, we always say. Between the ears. <laughs> so he can take <laughs> something from the world. Yeah. And um, yeah. we're not real sure how he embeds thoughts, mm-hmm. but it seems like he has this ability to tempt. He cannot read our thoughts, yeah, right. but he can oppress. And that's why he can... We're going to look as we look at Ephesians. You guys mm-hmm. will develop so, it. Go, David. So, John, the, the, here's another question. Then, you know, so really, when you start to think about where he can come in, uh-huh. it's all between the ears. You know, that six, mm-hmm. seven inches mm-hmm. between between the ears, where, where our faith is mm-hmm. tested and where we get that seed of thought for sin. So, um, in I guess when we're when we're thinking about non-believers, well, one of the ways to get them to look at, I think, this whole idea and to get into the Bible is to let them realize that the bad thoughts they might have or things that are taking them down a path that's destructive, that's the supernatural. It, you know, um, that's potent, not all the time, mm-hmm. but, no, you know, you're right. it, and, and that's the place to go. It's not so much for them to, to understand. I, I think if we bring it down to that level, so that people know why they have these bad feelings and mm-hmm. why they want to do addictive habits or why they're, you know, belligerent with their kids or their wife or whatever right. it is right it's it, it, it's not if it's not we're not fighting against each other we're fighting in the spiritual realm and and i think that's the important take-home message for a new believer 
and for people that are just coming into the world. Because this is a hard concept to understand if you're fresh into it. I can tell you that even when I was a Roman Catholic, I didn't understand this at all. I didn't even know this existed, man. If I could just flip on the armor <laughs> yeah, of God yeah, yeah. with my faith and right, let, let God stand in front of me. It's so a good we're going to go down a path. But anyway, it's an important one. <laughs> All right, let's go back to, to the influence of the yeah. demonic in the life of an unbeliever. And then we'll yeah. fast forward oh, to sure. Ephesians 6. Oh, great. But look, at, look, at, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 for a minute. And I just want to show you the power. We don't want to overestimate the power of the evil one, but we don't want to not have proper respect for the enemy. You see, yeah. you, know, well, we definitely. you know, Absolutely. now if you look at Second um, Corinthians um, chapter 4 yeah. and verse 3 and 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now notice this. Yeah. What is he called there? What is his title there? The God, the God of, of the world. world. Now that's of, that's of a significant yeah. yeah, of this yeah. fallen world. Right. But what does he have the power to do? According uh, to that blind verse. Blind the minds. Of the blind the minds. Yes. Now that is a powerful concept whereas most people in the world that don't know the scripture will say no, I'm free, I can do this. <laughs> right. They don't understand the power the demonic. Now let's see how this works. Mm -hmm. Turn to Matthew chapter 13 for a moment. Just want to show you how this works itself out just for a second here. Matthew chapter 13. This is the famous Jesus gives seven mm. uh, right. famous parables right. here. Right, right. And he's uh, going to yeah. give the famous one of good. the sower uh, and the seed. Mm -hmm. Now we know who who is this okay, what is the seed in this parable? What is the faith. What is it? it's the faith. word it's the yes. word of God. Yeah, it's it's the word he, of God. Jesus yeah. is even going to say that, okay? He's going to say yeah. it's the word of God. So what would the soils be? Uh, the different strengths of your faith or your belief system. Your heart. Right. So the yeah. seed, uh, here mm -hmm. Jesus is going to explain it. Uh, look at this. Um, they come to him after he gives these parables, yep. uh, and they're and he's going to explain it to them. Look at verse, uh, um, verse starting with verse 18. It, yeah, Tristan, if you would, please. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Okay. Now, if you go back up in the parable mm -hmm. when Jesus was given it and they mm -hmm. didn't really understand this, mm -hmm. look what he says um, in verse uh, 4. And he sowed. Some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured ah, them. Ah, birds. Birds. Yeah. Demonic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so how many people, I mean, even in my own life, I had had opportunities. I heard the Word of God, yeah. even when I was in basic training in the military at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But it was it was yeah. gone. Right. Mm -hmm. You see, well, was that just me that wasn't interested? Yeah, but also there could be a demonic, uh, according mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. parables revealed in the Scripture, we don't understand this. Yeah. So, but you know people, and I know people, they've heard the Word of God, yeah. repeatedly Word of God, and there's something mm. that's like this. Right. It, you see? Yeah. It, well, it, it, the same thing happened to me 10 years ago, John, when you and I met after the stock market crashed. If I didn't have you, and you take a look at the, the chain of events that got me to you, you know, first Maryland uh, taking me to church, then we met um, my intercessory, um, and then we got to you. If I didn't have you helping me through that, those steps, I definitely would have mm. gone away the other way. Yeah, There's well, no question the, about it. So. We we each help each other, but right. I what I'm showing here is the power of the evil one. And mm, I'm right. talking when I say yeah. evil one, I'm talking yeah. about 
the demonic realm. Right. Right. He's just the authority right. over it. That's why it'll say the devil and mm-hmm. his angels. Mm-hmm. Just like it'll say Michael and his angels mm-hmm. in Revelation chapter 12. Yeah. So we speak of a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn this when we get to Ephesians 6. Right. But once you get this, it's like putting on now night vision goggles yes. or something. All yes. of a sudden you go, oh. And just like when you look at world events. Yeah. This cruelty we mm-hmm. see in the world today, yeah. that poor guy that was oh, killing him, and then the rioting. Yeah, right. Well, we're, that's in the human heart, yeah. but where does this stuff come no from? No kidding. I mean, I've traveled to the killing fields of Cambodia. I've been in the torture chambers there in Phnom Penh. And you think, where's, well, it's not just human. It, 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 mm-hmm. We do not wrestle just against flesh and blood, no. but there's spiritual influences that are working upon the fallen man's fallen human nature now once you come to christ he starts snipping those puppet Mm -hmm. strings so Mm -hmm. to speak yeah and he says that's why he'll say whom the sun sets free is free indeed indeed." and not only that Mm -hmm. but now you're empowered with the holy spirit we're Mm -hmm. going to get to that because when he says greater is he that's in you Mm -hmm. than he that that is a game changer david i think uh when we were together a few years back i think you really helped me see it that christ is like a bright light and Mm. satan is the father of all lies he's Mm. he's dark but you also told me david you're going to be at a point one day where you're going to be able to put on different goggles like you're in a 3d movie and you're not going to believe the difference you just get it you start to uh assimilate and you start to see what he's doing right and and you realize where it's coming from, and that's the power. Then that's the power where you can start to wield the word. That's it's right. both offensive and defensive. The sword. Right. It's not just offensive. And then in mm. Luke four, we can. I think the biggest example of how to do it to perfection is watching Jesus do it in yeah. the wilderness, yeah, sure. where Satan comes on him after after he's almost done with the fast. He hasn't eaten in forty days, and he comes to Jesus at the weakest point. Mm-hmm. of his physical yeah. self yeah and he's you know? alone he's alone so you, we yeah. can understand his tactics and, and i'd like to read that at some point today because yeah, that'd will. be good mm-hmm. yeah but anyway not but to there's several things there yeah. that mm-hmm. he's alone at the time he's right. at his weakest point yeah and also um satan is using the word of god yeah he's he's tweaking it yeah but right. he's using it yeah. you see and then yeah. our lord comes back with the word of god which is partially it's just, why it's so crucial to understand it though because all right when when the bible describes mm-hmm. the word of god as a two-edged sword there there are different ways to go about understanding it but i've always seen the second edge as partially in a way it can come back and bite you if you don't understand it like mm. well, yeah. like mm-hmm. misinterpretation of scripture is all about what several is is all about the division of the church in so many different aspects of what what is what is God? What is God's intention for us versus what is just a, a prosperity gospel or any different type of different gospel mm-hmm. that Good we understand? Point. And the That's reason for that is because we don't understand correctly use of, or how to correctly use all this information we've been given. That's right. Yeah. See, You're the right. word of God. Yeah. It's a good point, Tristan. In, in Hebrews chapter four, see the sword. It 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 mm-hmm. it, it wounds and it heals. Yeah. Mm. It convicts and mm-hmm. it convinces. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that's why at the end of the in Revelation it talks about Jesus coming with his mouth like mm-hmm. a two-edged sword. Right. Well, he's in the in Genesis he creates everything with the yeah, word. Right. But in Revelation he's destroying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. even mm-hmm. when he confronts yeah. the enemy, mm-hmm. the Satan, mm-hmm. he doesn't embattle mm-hmm. him and engage mm-hmm. in a battle. He simply speaks. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, but in Hebrews four it says the word of God is sharp and powerful than any two-edged sword, cutting asunder mm-hmm. to the thoughts and hearts mm-hmm. and the very motives. That's why when you read the Word of God, like they say, it's like it's reading you. It's like an Mm x-ray. And if we have hidden areas or sin, it'll convict us. Mm -hmm. It'll also encourage us and edify and illuminate. Mm -hmm. But it has capacity to to point out something in us like, oh, man, I, you know, and I got to repent of that. And uh, 
the word of God is extremely, we don't, it's it eternal, is. it's yeah. effectual, it's, yeah. it's, it's the sword. Yeah. But too many of us Christians are just operating with a little Swiss army knife. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it ain't going to work. And, and the, other, the other part to this, John, is when you become a believer, you realize this house, you're not living in this house alone, which is our bodies. Right. You know, there's another oh, yeah. occupant. Yeah. And uh, it's the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and when you start to think that way, man. Is that is that a powerful way to think about it? Then you start realizing the actions you're taking. Man, I still struggle with with pride, bitterness, mm. uh, all kinds of things like that. And I, I think it's very um, revealing revealing that I have to stay in the Word. I have to continue to be in the Word, or I go off a different trail. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and it's so easy to go back to normal and stay you, in fellowship. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. It's we, just like we talked about with the shields with the Roman soldiers when those fiery darts came. They would dip the leather uh, front of it in water that would mm. put it out. And if you're not in the Word, and if you're not with a guy, you know, holy men or women around you all the time, you, you lose your your. Well, uh, that's your like, path. yeah, the fiery yeah. dart. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go to Ephesians yeah. 6. But the thing about a fiery dart, let's say, give me an example. Mm-hmm. Somebody insults you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that insult may sting you when you first heard it. But what does a fiery dart do? It burns away. It burns away yeah. and a day later, three days later. See, that's true with any fiery dart. It has a capacity to linger yeah. and cause mm-hmm. more destruction mm-hmm. than an initial that's hit. That's right. But if you have the shield of faith, right. if somebody insults you, well, I mean, you know, so what? You know, I mean, it, it, it hurts. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to stick with us if we are know who we are in Christ. Correct. I mean, right. they yeah. accuse Jesus of being demon-possessed. Yeah. If people did that to him, we could take it. Paul, at one time, they wanted to exalt yeah. him, yeah. him and, and, and uh, Silas, and almost worship him mm-hmm. when he did a miracle. And then later, they're stoning him. But Paul wasn't moved. His identity was in Christ. Right. Yeah. You see, he could rock steady. It just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I think we move to, okay, yeah. as believers, then what mm-hmm. do we okay. have in Ephesians 6 um, when we look at this armor? And this isn't, I've actually looked at this and I've kind of studied it a bit. I kind of want to just add, I don't know if this is completely exhaustive. This is like, if you look at one part of the Bible, this is probably, in my opinion, Mr. Murthy, correct me if I'm wrong, I've seen this as a good a good starting point, mm. but this is by no means exhaustive of spiritual warfare. Like, when the Bible talks about old yeah. versus new humanity, you have to put on so many different aspects. And I think it talks about in Luke um six verses like four and five it talks about the good man brings good out of his heart mm-hmm. and the evil man brings evil out of his heart and the mouth speaks with the heart is full of so you can't put this stuff on at the last minute and this certainly isn't exhaustive of like the spiritual gifts and powers in which we have because like it's it's and you you certainly of all people know it's very vast it's a it's a it's a powerful array of weapons that we have oh yeah it's a good point Absolutely. i mean we are heavily resourced we're heavily weaponized mm-hmm. if you want to use yeah. that term mm-hmm. And so when you get into this, I mean, first and foremost, we're born again. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been forgiven. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Two, we're made a child of God. Mm-hmm. That, that Positionally, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the accuser, the brethren, he may want to accuse us, but we've moved from the courtroom into the living room. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, as Christians, I know too many Christians are still in the courtroom. Yeah. They think they're going to lose their salvation yeah. tomorrow. What about right. this? But. We move from the courtroom where it's said your sins are forgiven. Go and you know go and sin no more. And then you move into the living room, which was where you have fellowship as a child, as a child of God with other siblings, which is the family of God. 
But then as we grow and we put on the armor of God to do the work of God. Mm -hmm. right. And so that takes us to Ephesians. But one thing interesting in Ephesians, before we get to chapter 6 for a moment, if you look at chapter 3 of Ephesians, uh, of Ephesians and then we're going to get into 6, notice um, what he says in verse 10. Speaking about the church. Right. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. Now, what's he saying about the church here in that little verse? It's, it's very profound. I right. Think. So the church um, contains wisdom of God and that that is going to be made known through the church to other people, such as rulers and authorities in heavenly. Not, oh, no, no, not other people. Oh, um, that that would be spiritual powers. There you go. Right. Yeah. Angelic and <laughs> right. demonic. Right. Yeah, that's good. Church. The right. church. This is local churches. Right. OK, Bay right. Presbyterian and Grace right. Middleburg. Mm -hmm. And we're being watched. Mm -hmm. This same mm -hmm. term. Principalities and powers is used right. in Ephesians six about demonic. This mm -hmm. is very. This reminds me of Job a lot. Like, yeah. Can, can we look at that for a sec? Like with Job, the yeah. book starts off with the conversation between yeah. God and Satan, right. right? And the two are discussing yeah. one person on earth, and yeah. Job's actions directly affect their their perspective, the mm -hmm. two of them, as to what happens on earth. That's exactly that's very, right. That's right. So, so if you think <laughs> I'm teaching right. the book of Revelation yeah. now, so think yeah. about it like this. Mm -hmm. You're watching a play. There's the stage here. That's what's going on in Earth. They're going mm -hmm. around doing this, doing this, and this. Job, let's right. say. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, those lights shut down. And above that, there's another stage, like an attic. And all the lights light up. Mm. And things are going on up there. And that's the heavenlies. Right. But Job doesn't know what's going on there. Yeah. But we're in the audience that is say with the Word of God. And we can say, oh, this is a dual thing. Yeah. Then you got stuff under the stage. Yes. But what I'm getting at, yeah. that's another topic. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is is the Bible reveals when men of God, or it mm -hmm. pulls the curtain a little bit on the heavenlies, mm -hmm. not like in Isaiah when he gets the vision, mm -hmm. Ezekiel. Of course, John will in chapter 4 where it says, come up here. Yeah. And John gets this incredible thing. But you're, mm -hmm. the point is well taken, Tristan, that as it says mm -hmm. here, we, we don't realize that we're being watched. Mm. That's why I say there's more going on here than what's going on here. Yeah. Okay? And that's why it'll it'll even say mm -hmm. in uh, Corinthians that women should put a covering over their heads because of the angels when they go to church. What yeah, do you, I don't want to do get you, into that too much. Oh, what do you mean by that, though? Well, they would do it as a sign of humility, but it says because of the angels who were ah. watching. So the angels will take it as a witness to their humility. Yeah, oh, under, under authority kind I of a see. thing. It's, I don't want to segue on that topic no, no, yeah, too. Right, right. Yeah. But it's that idea that, you know, we're we're being displayed. I mean, in Revelation, you see like 60 mentions of angels, either singular right. or plural, going back and mm -hmm. forth, dealing with churches and all these mm -hmm. kinds of things. Again, the Bible, what we're trying to do here really is establish a worldview. Everybody has a worldview. And if somebody doesn't tell you they have a worldview, that's part of their worldview. What do you mean by worldview? Worldview is simply how we see our place in this universe. Yeah. Okay? What's our and, role? And, uh, yeah. What's our role? Mm -hmm. What's It's like these glasses mm -hmm. I put on. It, you know, I'm seeing, okay, what am I doing here? What part do I is have Is there a play? God? Is there no God? Yeah. Is there an afterlife? Mm -hmm. Is there no afterlife? Everybody yeah. has a worldview. Some is yes. more well-defined if you belong to a classical religion yeah. like mm -hmm. Islam or Buddhism or, or mm -hmm. Christianity. Some is not. But what we're getting here with the Bible is a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Well, mm -hmm. I was made in the image of God, but I was fallen. All of sin, but through Christ, I can have a new life in Christ. He now indwells me. He's got a purpose mm -hmm. for our life, okay? 
his word feeds us and guides us. But there's also this yeah. this other realm that the Bible gives right. to us that I would say eighty mm-hmm. percent of the world doesn't even think about. Sure. And yeah. if they do traffic in these things, they're doing it wrong. Well, you're you were, right. You were the one that said that people don't think about the things they can't see. What is the most important forces? Things unseen. Our voices. You can't see our voices, but you know they're there. Gravity. Exactly. It keeps us there on the go. ground. Oh, trust me. You've given me this a million yeah. times. Yeah. He's got it. <laughs> good. Gravity is so important. He's a good we never think about it. I mean, yeah. it took Isaac Newton. How it took humanity <laughs> how many years to even realize how to harness wind for sails? Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? The things unseen we don't think mm-hmm. about, but they can look, be the, the most important. Look, look at the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's this you, little. The, virus. You know, when, when you take, you know what, John? That's a perfect example of how Satan works. Mm. You, you don't see it; it's destructive. Right. Mm. It can get more destructive if you let fear trigger it. And we have seen so much fear in the world because oh, yeah. of this, where it shut mm. companies down, it's laid people off, it has oh, stopped pr- production sure. on positive things. And that is very similar to the supernatural, uh, yeah. you know, especially with how it's coming out. Think of this virus. They're yeah. thinking now this could have been one person going right. out of that lab in right. Wuhan. I'm not saying it was done well, yeah, deliberately. We, but right. One man, right? Right. But it penetrates the whole world. Right. Now, stretch that out a little mm-hmm. bit. If it was, if it, 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 let's say everybody was infected. Mm-hmm. There's no antidote. There's no immunity. But there's one man that his toll comes in here. He's totally healthy, totally pristine. And he takes the disease, oh. mm-hmm. in, and he makes antibodies, like and he offers up to every single person that wants yes. it. That's what Jesus yes. did. That's right. The disease came from one man, mm-hmm. Adam, mm-hmm. penetrates the entire human race. We can't do mm-hmm. anything to cure it. Sure. One man comes in. He who knew no sin mm-hmm. became sin that we might become mm-hmm. The righteousness of God, right. and you That's know, right. I, as I'm sitting here, you know, I, I'm just starting to to put the cliff notes together in my own mind about how I look at it in in my own life uh, for people that are distracted. And I always like to do that because there's so many people where this they're so distracted. Their life is uh, wonderful in their eyes. You sure, know, they have all the financial wherewithal. You know, they think they got a beautiful family. Everything's great. That's a huge distraction. Oh, sure. And and that's how Satan plays that game. He allows them to stay into that game for as long as possible until the cage is closed and they're dropping down to the abyss. But what the whole thing is, I kind of think about it as like a Navy SEAL. The, the, the Bible, if you believe it's the Word of God, God is setting us up to understand that this is true. The Son of God came down here for us to save us. Right. So once you get that piece, then you start to see how he's going to protect us. But first, he has to build up the warriors. Right. Because the, the biggest thing, the worldview that I have, is is what you told me and what we now understand is Matthew 18, the Great Commission, go and create disciples. To do that, you got to be ready as a military you know, uh, military person would be. Uh-huh. Right. And then you start to remember you got the supernatural uh, involved, the armor of God. Then it all flows. Yes, right. So right. we're ready to be a true warrior so we can create disciples. Yes. That's Building the worldview we have, right, John? Exactly. Is, is right. that, I mean, that's the take-home summary, cliff notes. Certainly. Of what this is all about. Yeah. He, he, once we come to Christ, once we've been empowered, yeah. we're, we're like prisoners set free, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But then he gives us the keys. Right. The word of God mm-hmm. and prayer and intercession mm-hmm. to go set prisoners free. Now, sure. ultimately, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. But the more you share the gospel, the more yeah. you pray for somebody or, or just mm-hmm. become a friend with somebody and try right. to bring them to Christ. That's that's setting prisoners free. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's 
that's really yeah. and that's why the picture of the Passover they were in slavery mm -hmm. for 400 years yeah. under Pharaoh, which mm -hmm. is a type of Satan, because sure. he killed the little mm -hmm. baby boys and mm -hmm. he made them make bricks without straw. And he didn't care. Yeah. And he just had them under under yeah. his thumb, wicked darkness. They mm -hmm. weren't even a people then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how did they ultimately get freed? Yeah. What was the 10th plague? It was the angel of death. Yeah. Which, But what secured them and got their freedom? Not the angel of death. The death of Pharaoh's son. Yeah, but what 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 didn't Pharaoh do that the Israelites did to get out of there? The blood oh. of the lamb. Oh, sure, yeah. To protect the blood him. Well, he oh, put yeah. the lamb, lamb and the doorpost that kept to protect them. Out of them. Right. Slavery. Right. That, that's it right. defeated okay. the enemy. Yeah, okay. Pharaoh's son, who would there. become the yeah. next Pharaoh God mm -hmm. king. Yeah. But the Israelites. It wasn't a, a civil war mm -hmm. like we had to free right. the slaves. It wasn't a revolution. Yeah. It was the blood of a, a spotless little. It makes no sense yeah. mm -hmm. until you bring it fast forward mm -hmm. to Jesus. And John says, behold, the Lamb of God mm -hmm. who takes away the sins of mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. We were in bondage to sin. There was nothing that's going to release mm -hmm. us from that. That's what all other religions try to do. But the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. The blood of the and just as from that point on, the Israelites would always remember right. that night mm. with the Passover meal. So to it on Passover, right before Jesus died, he says, "Here's the bread, here's the wine. Partake of this and do this in remembrance of yeah. me." Yeah. Boom! It's it's, yeah. it's 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 like a Swiss watch. Yeah, these things just interlink. You, you know, know, and John, when you start to think about the basics, that's why I feel so blessed that Tristan's here and my family. Uh, you know, is in the word. Um, Were you the man, bro? Uh, no, I, no, I'm not. God is, uh, and <laughs> no, brought us John. And, 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 you know, yeah, right. But, 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 you know, the, the bottom line is this is the best gift hmm. you can give anybody, including your family members. This is the best gift you can give anybody. You can have a Harvard MBA. It doesn't cut it. It's nowhere mm. close right. to this. Right. This is really the blueprint. We've talked about this before. If you get this, regardless of what you face in life, mm. you have got a path forward. Yeah. You have got a path forward. Yeah. And, I mean, and so that it, let alone eternal life. I mean, when you start understanding that, you know, you're just jumping in the book and wondering, doggone it, I wish I had it earlier. You never question the timing, but just go after it. And I think when you think about the greatest message God gave us is the Great Commission. You know, Certainly. create the disciples. The only way you can do that, when you think about the apostles and how scared they were initially until they got the armor of God figured out, look at them. They were crucified upside down. Look at what happened to them. They didn't care. Yeah, right. And even like Paul, when he was designing this, so us, you know, <laughs> average people could figure out the armor of God from his prison cell, you know, it is so powerful. Because they yeah. no longer had, what Jesus does, it says in John, First yeah. John, he says, for this purpose mm -hmm. the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works mm -hmm. of the evil one. Mm -hmm. He destroyed his game. He he um, he revealed his plan, he you did. know, and, and, he, and he kind of mm -hmm. broke the fetters, broke the chains. Yeah. But notice this, how many people fear death? For example, just for a second, yeah. keep a place in Ephesians 6, sure. but look at Hebrews chapter 2 for a moment. Let's just show you how this thing works. Um, now, um, people around the world fear death. I mean, it, it's just what it is. I mean, it's the last enemy, it's called. But look what he says in verse, chapter 2 of Hebrews, verse 14 and 15. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, 
that through death he might destroy the one who is the power of death, that is the devil. The deliverer of all of those through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Notice, it says here, inasmuch as the children of flesh, he himself mm-hmm. likewise shared. In other words, he, he incarnated. He became human. You know, yeah. the Christmas story. Right. Uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among you. <laughs> that through the, his death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Right. Yeah. One of the things he wants to do is rob, kill, and destroy. Right. And to release, there's a prisoner's release, those who through fear of death yeah. were all their lifetime right. subject to bondage. Yeah. You know, it's interesting yeah, that the is. fear of death is yeah. what subjected them to that, though. Yeah. The fear of fear. it. Well, the when fear. You, well, think about it. In your own life, if you think this is it, you're not going to care about what sins you commit. Because if you think you're only here for a certain period of time and there's nothing upstairs and you, you don't have a shot at eternal life, why wouldn't you sin? Why wouldn't you look at things that are self-centered and you know motivated for yourself? The most, why brilliant, you? the most brilliant concept of darkness is that the deeper you go, the deeper you want to go. Because you just can, it's it just it's it is like gravity in a, really in a dark yeah, tunnel. Really you just right. continue to slide yeah. because you can't see any other way out. And the the farther you go, right. the farther you fall. That's and absolutely that's correct. Satan. That's right, Tristan. The the whole thing is is to get you bound. That's what he wants. Is to, like mm. prisoners dragging along. So there's an old expression that sin is like a string. It's mm. so so soft you don't feel it until it's a chain that's so strong you can't break, break it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't care if it's alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. pornography, Bitterness, anger, pride, whatever revenge. It, is. Yeah. It, it just starts like, yeah. not, you know, just you don't even feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a thread going mm-hmm. around. And then and then all of a sudden, you can't hardly break it. Yeah. You can break it through the power of God mm-hmm. and through repentance. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I mean, on your own strength. That's what, yes. Whereas when you come to Christ, yeah. This fear of death, let me give you an example. When mm-hmm. my brother passed away three years ago, went to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he didn't want to die. Don't yeah, care. He yeah. died because he did two tours of duty in Vietnam yeah. and picked up Agent Orange. Yeah. But he was joyful. He was talking. He was praying. He was witnessing with the hospice worker that said to him, Jim, would you pray for me when you get to heaven? Jim says, I'll pray for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying, I've been with people That's when correct. they're dying, yeah. Christians, yeah. and there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There, nobody wants mm-hmm. to die no. necessarily. Yeah, right. But the Bible says we do not grieve as those who have no hope. The Apostle Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to mm-hmm. die is gain. Mm-hmm. What do you, you do with a guy like that? Yeah, this? that's who I <laughs> Because yeah, Paul put it on the table. If you kill me, okay, it's far better for me to go. You keep me here, I'm teaching and preaching. You can't Your choice. You yeah. make him a martyr. You make him just a martyr. Yeah. Working. He's got a yeah. legacy. Yeah. You see, that's the beauty. It's a win-win. Yeah. It it's is. a win-win. Yeah. You know, you, you know and, and I think when, well, he's one of my favorite uh, apostles, and I know I know he's yours too. Uh, but when you look at his mannerisms, man, does that give you hope. Especially, I mean, just think about. It. I mean, he gives you hope. Oh yeah. Because you know, um, Jesus gives you the true hope. But as far as a human being, <laughs> I mean, that guy gives you. He hope. changed Western civilization. He sure did. Yeah, he really yeah, did. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So to yeah. go back to Ephesians. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's finally dig in. <laughs> okay. All right, Ephesians so six. About to say. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, just so. something about the church at Ephesus. It's a good backdrop. This is one letter. There's no rebuke. Right. Yeah. There's no correction. Right. It's high on spiritual truths. That's why some call it. This letter, the uh, the Swiss Alps of the epistles, it's really yeah. high elevated spiritual information. Yes. Corinthians has a lot of correction. 
Hebrews, uh, no, uh, Galatians, okay. they're drifting, and he has to do a course mm-hmm. correction. But here he says, okay, I told you all this. And then he goes, look at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Notice, he says, finally now. I've given you all this here, all this preamble, all this truth and high Christology about Jesus. Now he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power mm-hmm. of his might. Yes. And then he tells us how. Mm-hmm. You could go verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That's important that we know his schemes. Yes. Yeah. Remember last week mm-hmm. we said uh, that issue of forgiveness where Paul says forgive that person. Mm-hmm. We looked at that, I mm-hmm. think. that Because we understand Satan's strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Unforgiveness is part of his strategy mm-hmm. to break relationships. So the fact that we as believers have that understand his strategy, unbelievers don't. That's why when, when it says, Peter says, uh, be alert, be, be sober, be alert for your enemy, the uh, Satan, goes about as a roaring lion. Well, right away when you tell me that, then I'm, I'm on alert. I remember when I was up in Denali in Alaska, we were going up into the like a hiking or something, I forget what we were doing. But then they had like a warning. Uh, grizzly bear was seen in this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with a warning. But I mean, it was nice to get a warning. Mm. Unbelievers don't have that. Yes, you're right. They just think, what's yeah. going on? I don't mm-hmm. know. You know. But we, we at least understand. We might still fall into his trap, sure. but we understand his strategies oh, on forgiveness, yeah. Absolutely. bitterness, yes. you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we'll continue. Sure. Um, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So this is not government. Yes. You know, this is not like uh, Herod or Pilate. Or, though they have involvement, don't get me wrong. Right. But oftentimes what you get with government leaders is yeah. demonic influence. Mm-hmm. And this you is know, what they, we just talked about, the hierarchy, yeah. powers, yeah, right. principalities, thrones, right. and dominions exactly. right. is written by Paul. Right. That's right, yes. Tristan. Yeah, that's yes. right. Exactly right. <laughs> yep. and, that, and notice there's a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And that's why yes. when Jesus they, comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. the apostles could not cast that demon out of that little boy that was yeah. rolling around. Comes through. Out through prayer. This right. kind only comes, so it suggests it was a more mm-hmm. powerful one. Sure. You understand? Mm-hmm. So there's there's levels in this whole thing. Oh, and, heck uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So... You know, powers, rulers of darkness, uh-huh. uh, spiritual host, which means multitude of wickedness in heavenly places. These things are flying like it, around. like legion. Yeah, exactly. They are. I mean, if we could move the curtain, you, I don't know, you, you'd probably see this whole thing is like just like we look yeah. up at the sky, you see yeah. birds flying. Around. I'm just this picturing is, stuff. You see like. I'm not yeah. saying they have wings, but I'm just saying you see angelic beings. You see them. Yeah. You know, um, these things are cruising around. And they're not limited by space and time. No. You know, so yeah. Whew, whew. yeah. But when we see what we have in Christ, uh, how how angels, it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse uh, 14, that they're sent as ministers to the children of God. God uses them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting Peter out of prison when the believers are praying. They mm-hmm. actually knock the door off the prison. So what I'm getting at is we're on the good side. You know, we got to be careful, but God has empowered us. With these angelic yeah, beings, we're, we're following the right general. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> now, but but he, this is what he does for us. But then yeah. he says, "This is what I want you to do for yourself." Mm-hmm. Okay, put on this. Okay, you can continue, Tristan. Okay, and then I have a question after. Sure, sure. Years. Therefore, take of the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. No, that you may able to, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. So, oh. Mr. Merkin, my question is. 
to to somebody that doesn't really understand this, and I, even I'm kind of a little confused, why would it be so necessary for us to do all this fighting if we've just talked about how God has an entire arsenal of angels which are des- designed, basically, to deliver messages and to fight against darkness? Well, yeah, because <clears throat> several reasons. One, it goes to a bigger concept, and it's this. God is working out a plan here. Yeah. And we're, we're surrounded by this arena, if you will, of spectators, mm-hmm. angelic, demonic beings. Right. And he's entrusted us. For example, angels cannot bring into the world another human being. I mean, they're, they're, they, don't, they don't get married. They're not, we they're not do. storks. Yeah. We, we, angels cannot have faith. Mm-hmm. That's why they cannot be redeemed. You're yeah. either lost or yeah. you're not. Right. Whereas, oh, really? Yeah, because they, they see God. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're in his presence yeah. and they willfully obey, worship, right. or they say, no, we're going to turn our back. We're right. going. So there's no sense of redemption. Oh, right. their design is totally different. For yes, us, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. right. We're, we're created in the image of God. Right. You know? Well, they but, are too in the sense, but, but yeah. you know, they're even yeah. called sometimes sons of God. But what I'm getting at is they're in the, there's no, there's no, we don't see God. They did. That mm-hmm. is say they were in the presence of the heavenly yes. realm. Therefore, when in chapter 12, Revelation, when Satan is cast out, the great dragon, he, his tail, so to speak, whips or takes a third of them with them. Mm-hmm. What, that's where they think great multitude also turn their back on God. So in a way, their time of decision has already come. Exactly right. They're, okay, exactly so they, they're, right. they're already yeah. sta- they've yeah. already chosen a side. They've chosen. It's we fixed. are in the battleground. Yeah, you they and can, I are still yes. technically up, up for up That's why yeah, it requires yes. faith. Right. Yeah. That's why it says without faith it is impossible to please God. Oh, I see. We don't see God, but by faith we believe in God. Mm-hmm. You see, it's one of those poor things and, we don't see. And, and John, it's, it's the same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden. Even though Adam and Eve were in paradise, he gave them free choice. You exactly. Know, wow. You know, and so all of us, it's not its not the angels that are going to fight our battles. They can help us. Mm-hmm. You know, they can give us the word. They can they can help us, uh, comfort us. But it's an individual battle, yeah. especially, you know, for our faith and for God to see that we are following him as a disciple. Yeah. So it, it kind of, I want to I actually go back to what we just talked about. So, Mr. Martha, in the past, you and I have done an entire study on, like, how there's different levels of mm-hmm. heavens and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, I, I kind of want to just ask you a question does that then mean that the battle for the heavens has already been completed and won and that the battle for earth is now the one that's currently well not necessarily earth but you know what i mean like the people on it um is like underway and that's that so like like half the fighting's already done this is our time yeah in a sense it's now if you go to revelation 12 that's where well we just looked in uh, luke 10 where jesus says i saw satan fall as lightning from heaven right okay mm. Which suggests he was cast out, and now he mm-hmm. occupies mm-hmm. this atmospheric realm. He's the prince and power of the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you come to Revelation chapter twelve, it suggests he's cast down to the earth, or I mean, his his activity on the earth is increased because he knows his days is short, and now ultimately he'll be cast down into the bottomless pit. Yes. So you see this downward from a very exalted position, Isaiah chapter it's fourteen. Just a fall. fall, 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 fall. He's wow. down, down, downward. Do you see what I'm saying? Just down. battle after battle being And lost. that's why the demons cry out to Jesus, don't send us to that place. Don't send us. Because there's only one place time. left yeah, to go. right. Oh, wow. See, that, that, there's something under the earth. We'll get to this maybe it's in Revelation. It's like and ladders there's, in a way. <laughs> there's chains. There's, some are chained, you know, reserved yeah. for the day of judgment. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah. But it's this unseen realm. All we know is what the Bible reveals. We can't, some people try to no, sure. figure more. But we know enough let's put it that way, where we can have victory over these things. Mm. That's one of the things, actually we'll pick this up again next week because we're just 
scratching well, we haven't really touched the armor. Right. Right. We're, right. Getting we're getting there. We're getting there. Let's okay. do it. We're, okay. we're right here. Uh, okay. Um, should I start verse 14? But verse 13 where it says, Oh, yes. When, when, that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. Which is, when's the evil day? Is it the know. day of... It's Today's uh, the evil every day. day. Every oh, day. Because we're day. in a fallen oh. world. So one of the things we talked about is before I get up in the morning, I'll say, you know, Father, thank you for this day. And then I go in to please put on... You know, yeah. the, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, sure. the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, sort of the word in the shoes shod with the gospel. And I, I don't know, it just, it, it's a real nice way to wake yeah, up. Yeah, I think that's very good. Yeah. It's almost so, like when I was a soldier, we'd wake mm -hmm. up and they You, you know, every bugle. day's a battle, Tristan. It doesn't matter what it uh, is. Because we're in this yeah, fallen world. Right. Mm, we're in a so. fallen Okay, now, notice he says stand. I think he repeats it twice there. Um, verse 14, stand Able to stand against the one, uh, verse, having uh, to... That you might be able to withstand, there's stand and the evil, and having done all, stand. Well, a soldier once he was fully armored, yeah. they stood. If yeah. you looked at Roman soldiers' uh -huh. boots, they found some. They actually had like um, studs mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. So when they stood, they, they couldn't be moved backward right. when they were doing right. this or holding their shield. So we can stand. Too many people can't stand. Yeah, right. They get blown over and this and that. But he says, you stand. You, you stand firm. Mm. Now he starts going into the pieces. Okay, so verse 14. Stand therefore, as you said, there you go. having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The key there is that, that the, the belt holds just most of your equipment. Yep. Oh, I didn't The key is that. truth. Yep. Why? Because what's the greatest, what's the greatest weapon the devil has? Lies. Is, right. He's the prince of a lie. Prince of yeah. What's the what's the key weapon against a lie? God's word the truth. and the truth. Yeah. The truth. Which is God's word. Ah. That's right. So the right. two he so the yeah. way that this has been designed is that the two are directly listed next to each other because they directly correlate yes. with one another. Right. That's right. Oh, very yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's why Jesus is saying his high priestly prayer, uh, sanctify them by the truth. Yeah. Thy word is truth. And you put the belt of truth on first because yeah. it holds everything. Everything together. is clicked right. together. Yeah. Almost like a policeman's off. You, you gotta got, you yeah. gotta know the word. You gotta you know, know I mean? it to and, a and certain it, level. You gotta study it. You gotta and I, I still I said last time I, I gotta learn I have to have more quotes at my fingertips. Well, we all yeah. have to, yeah. you know, and right. that's why we do with each other, you know, with right. each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the belt, wait, hold on, just to summarize. The belt holds weapons, uh -huh. like, like the, the sword mm -hmm. of truth. Uh -huh. And the breastplate, can you repeat that real quick? Well, the breastplate of righteousness is, the, you know, like in the military today, you wear a mm -hmm. flak jacket. Yes. You know, yeah. well, the breastplate of, of righteousness, you want a holy heart, but you want to protect your heart. That, that's what is doing here. Oh, we're like where we're, we're, we just talked yeah, about right. going back to the parable of the sower. Yeah, yeah. The seed is planted in yeah, your heart. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. so protect that area. Protect it. He's oh, going to come sense. in. That's why it'll say in uh, Proverbs, um, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. Yeah, See and, what I'm <clears throat> yes. yeah and John, I think the other thing, is, is this true too, is um, you know, kind of the, the thing that I look at too is the fact I remember what Christ did for me. Yeah, oh well, yeah. And that gives me strength to cover my heart from the things that are coming after me to even for a little while do something I know I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that's a very good point, David, yeah. what you just said. Because if, if you know, if I know... Jesus hung on that cross, took nails in his for John Murtha, mm -hmm. Michael Murtha. Mm -hmm. That when I that happened mm -hmm. to me forty some mm -hmm. years ago, that mm -hmm. really penetrated mm -hmm. me. Like, whoa, mm -hmm. he took this mm -hmm. for me. It's a reality. It's mm -hmm. a historic event. 
He didn't have to. He didn't die a martyr's death. He didn't die a hero's death. He died an atoning mm-hmm. death. If he's God come in the flesh, and he took that hit that was meant for right. me. Right. And then, just like Barabbas. Yeah. Remember? Right. Yeah. He's, Pilate says, who do you want, Jesus mm-hmm. or Barabbas? Mm-hmm. He was a murderer, a rebel, a thief. And they said, give us Barabbas. When he walked away and yeah. saw Jesus dragging that cross, I wonder if he thought. If that isn't that redemption, I don't know what There it is. I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know what become of his life, but I yeah. think he always thought after that, no I should have been on that cross, right. but mm. he did. Yeah, that's interesting. We never, yeah. Okay. Okay, verse 15. <laughs> yeah. And his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Okay. Now, the feet are often uh, the idea of share, taking the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll say in Romans. Um how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them that take good news or good tidings. When your feet are shod, that means you're ready to you're ready to move. Uh-huh. You see, just like even today, you have special shoes if you're going to play basketball. You have different shoes if yes. you're going to golf. Well, if you're going to go share the gospel, you want this. What does it say? You're, the preparation of the gospel. You see, you're ready to roll. Mm. You, you know, you you're ready to move forward and go go to different places and right. share the gospel. And then above all, look at verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts, the evil one. Dad, you, you talked about this, this earlier with the Romans and dipping mm-hmm. their, their shields in the water in order to protect themselves mm-hmm. from fire fiery darts. darts. Yes. So if somebody comes and they say, yep. I don't care. If you've got a professor and he says uh, evolution or you're, not, you're, you're a higher primate, you're made, you know, mm. and you have the shield of faith, that's not going to penetrate, let yeah. alone if somebody attacks you. And says something like, um, insults you, or says, you call right. yourself a Christian. <clears throat> well, it's not, it's what God says I am. It's not, so you can shield, you can, you can block that with the shield of faith. Mm. But if you don't have the shield of faith, you're exposed. Sure. You could still be a Christian, don't get me wrong. You're just exposed. Right, because the, the arrows can still pierce through a breastplate. That's, in fact, like, I don't know if you've watched 300, Mr. Martha, have you? The, the animated? Yes. Uh-huh. It, it, in, in a lot of the scenes, they the soldiers do, like, they work together and they form these giant shield walls. And yeah, yeah. the enemy, whenever they start shooting arrows, what do they do? They go behind their shields because they know that it can still pierce through their armor mm-hmm. or just the parts where it's yeah. unprotected. you got to have the yeah. shield. It's the, all got to work together. Right. And, and the real thing is, I always picture when I think of this is that you know I got my armor on, my shields in front of me, the darts are coming at you, and the intensity starts to increase. And what it, what the enemy's trying to do is is knock me off my faith course. Exactly and, right. And tell me, you know what? This is too hard, man. I'm going the other way. You know, yeah, I know Christ died for me, but this is too hard. I'm not going to be able to get through it. But what you realize is this armor will allow you to withstand those traumatic times for a longer period of time than you think you can handle it. And, and so that's really the strength it gives you because it's just like a hurricane. You know, a hurricane will eventually give up as long as you keep sailing and you're strong with your conviction that you're going to get to shore. The storm will eventually yeah, clear right, up. Right, You and know, I kind of look Trist- at it that way. Yeah, Tristan, you bring up a good point about when you think of the Roman. You went to 300, which were Greek, but the Roman, they, they were amazing, mm. their military mm-hmm. force. But they, they had this thing of quadrant. You know, they would go in <clears throat> and they would, they would yeah. when, when the arrows were raining mm-hmm. down them, they would put the shields up and make a roof. You know, mm-hmm. they would yes. protect one another. That's the key of fellowship. Yeah. You see, none of us are, are good at this alone, but we're together. And uh, uh, how, how uh, many, I will close on this because we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. But how many saw the movie The Gladiator? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love, oh, yeah. Do you remember that, that yeah. one scene yep. when they finally got to the Coliseum? 
and there was some mm -hmm. were slaves and some were ex-soldiers and Russell Crowe. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he says they were looking at that door that's going to open. Yeah. And he said, "How many of you guys were soldiers?" And, and he goes, mm -hmm. "We were a soldier." He goes, "All right, here's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. If we stick together, whatever comes out that gate, I we can that. handle." I remember that. that. And that's same yeah. thing today. Yeah. If we stick together as believers, forsake not mm -hmm. the assembling of yourselves mm -hmm. together, I don't care what's coming out of that gate. Right. Satan doesn't have enough strength yes. because of God's grace. Mm -hmm. And we'll pick up on this next yeah. week. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, good Excellent. to have you, David, Tristan. Thanks, yeah, man, now, we appreciate great job, it. Tristan. We'll, uh, I think we're going to continue on this because we really we didn't cover no. the influence of the demonic in should, the life of an unbuliever. Or we should do that. Very we different. should do that next week and still cover right. the armor yeah. of God. All right. Thank you for tuning in once again. This is 89.9 Radio coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. And uh, we look forward one day to be back in the station. Yeah. Everything going. God <laughs> bless you. Have a great weekend, Take everybody. Care.